Hello and good day, marvelous podcast family. I hope that wherever you are in the world, that you are healthy, that you are happy, that you are making the most out of these trying times on the planet. I am sending you all of my love, good wishes, and support through the airwaves. I am doing as many podcasts as I can to find empowering perspectives on this situation. If you want to support the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Please share on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever. You can support on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, you can join the academy and get access to the absolutely phenomenal Soul Compass course that will teach you how to use your natural GPS system to create a life of of meaning, purpose, and extraordinary living by your own definitions. And you can get that at bit.ly forward slash mindbodyspirit21. And during this time, I'm doing a pay as you want. So just DM me, uh, send me an email anywhere, matt at zenathlete.com. Let me know what you can pay. Happy to put you through that course and get you access to all the amazing exclusive content and training over there. And for those of you guys who are interested in coaching, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. Some people want to use this time to do courses and level up, and I am happy to support you. So I hope that you're doing well. Let's get into this amazing episode, but first, let's come to a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose, filling every cell, every muscle and fiber of your being with peace, joy, empowerment, strength, inner knowing, and ready to take on this amazing episode. Hello and welcome to the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is on a mission to make hypnosis mainstream. A pioneer in the hypnotherapy field, her private clients include Fortune 500 CEOs, A-list celebrities, Olympic athletes, and government officials. She is the founder of the world's number one provider of hypnosis education, products, and services, Grace Space Hypnosis and Grace Space Hypnotherapy School. She is the author of two Amazon best-selling books and has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, InStyle, and many more. She is a regular guest on CBS's hit show, The Doctors, and is a highly sought-after international speaker. Her newest book, Close Your Eyes, Lose Weight, Reprogram Your Subconscious Mind in 12 Weeks to Eat Healthy, Feel Great, and Love Your Body with the Groundbreaking Power of Hypnosis will be released in April. Welcome back to the show, Grace Smith. Thank you for having me, Matt. It's such an honor to be back here with you. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Uh, You've been up to a lot of things since our last podcast. It was an amazing show. People really loved it. I was super inspired uh, about our show and what you're doing. You know, I love when you say you're on a mission to make hypnosis mainstream and Whenever I coach, and a lot of times when I'm on podcasts, I'll, they'll say, what are the best uh, personal development tools you've learned? I was like, you got to learn hypnosis. It's such a powerful tool. You can use it for absolutely anything. It works amazing, and it's, and it's simple. You can learn it if you just um, understand the principles that are not complicated. And it's just interesting that we're still in a space where it's not mainstream. That to me is kind of shocking. So I love how you're pioneering that and you're dedicating to that because I feel like it's so important. And, you know, you're going to be a mother again. So congratulations on that. You have a lot of stuff going on in the home life. So um, why don't you just catch us up with a little bit of update in your new book and everything that's been going on? 
Absolutely. Yes. There's so much going on in this world. I've got my pregnancy anti-nausea bands on. I'm living life, running the business, growing the family. And uh, it's all amazing. And our, our mission to make hypnosis mainstream just becomes more and more exciting every single day. I recently came back from a trip in Los Angeles meeting with network executives at a whole bunch of different, you know, television opportunities that are starting to line up and we've got investors interested in our company. So it's all a sign that hypnotherapy genuinely is going to be the next multi-billion dollar wellness industry. And the reason for that is it's efficacy, right? It's, it's not what stage hypnosis makes it looks like. It's not clucking chickens or swinging watches. In fact, it's not even mind control because if it were, well, I always say this in my speeches, but it's, you know, I'm being funny. If, if hypnosis were mind control, women would just send me their husbands with a checklist and I'd be a billionaire, right? <laughs> if you don't want to take out the trash, you're not going to, whether you meet with a hypnotherapist or not, right? You can't make anybody do anything they don't want to do at all. But what hypnotherapy does is it actually dehypnotizes you. So we're born perfect. We are ancient, infinite beings. <laughs> we are all knowing. And then we get into these human bodies and these human experiences and the conditioning begins and the traumas come in and the negative experiences come in. And I, the way I describe it in my first book is, you know, if we're born like this perfect gemstone throughout our lifetimes, it's like a little bit of mud, a little bit of dirt, a little bit of mud, a little bit of dirt. And then by the time you get to a certain age, it's so caked with dirt, you forget what's on the inside. So hypnosis isn't adding anything new. Hypnosis is actually taking away all of that junk and getting back to your true essence. And, you know, so what's interesting is a lot of the hypnotherapy that we do at Grace Space Hypnosis is about these really deep, intense topics. You know, there's a lot of healing of childhood trauma and things like that that go on because that's what sets you free. So when I got a six book, book deal earlier this year, which is so exciting, we decided they were all going to be topic based. So there would be one for weight loss. There'd be one for insomnia. There'd be one for sleep, one for confidence. But because my role in the world is not, I'm not a personal trainer, I'm not a dietitian, I'm, I'm the one who is passionate about making hypnosis mainstream, right? It's interesting to now be in a position where I'm talking about weight loss all day, every day, because, you know, that's, that's the first book that's coming out in the series. But what I found in writing it, even though it can sound like a vein or a surface level issue, because it's in the media so much and because there's this multi-billion dollar weight loss industry with a lot of cheesy products and you know do this for three days to get the perfect thighs i think even i was desensitized to what a spiritual journey it is to come home to yourself in your physical vessel and understanding that if you could hate yourself into your perfect body size everyone would have done it already, right? Because everybody's internal dialogue for the most part is negative about how they look. It, from the age 12 on, that's the internal dialogue. Not good enough, not good enough. And the advertising companies are telling us to think that way. So if you desire to lose weight for health reasons or whatever your reason is, as long as it's coming from an empowering place, you have to understand that until you program yourself to love yourself, all efforts will not be as effective as they could have been. Mm 
So it's not one or the other. It's not body positivity or lose weight or self-love and spirituality or weight loss. What I found in the writing of this book was just how much these things are all required simultaneously to have success. So now I, this is like my new baby. I'm so proud of her. Um, the people who got advanced reader copies are already sending me these unbelievable testimonials and it's changing their relationship to food. So yeah, I'm really, really proud of it and really excited about it and just stoked to be able to share it with your audience and talk to you about it today. Uh, all of that is absolutely phenomenal. And you said so many things at the beginning that were so important that I want to bring back up. The first thing that you said is that we're born perfect. Um, and then you used another example. I can't remember what it was. It's in the middle of your rant. You just say it now. So I don't know if you can pick it out, but it was a, yeah, along the lines of being born perfect and, and just being able to create in this world. Um, I hope that I'm able to, I'm going to have to replay it just so I remember exactly how it was worded because it was wonderful. But I think the thing that you said that was important to touch on as well is that we need to be uh, dehypnotized. And so when I was really studying this stuff in my teenage years, I was studying like the subconscious and things like that. And, and I got to this point, I was like, whoa, the world is, is really trying to manipulate me in a terrible way. And <laughs> this is, what the heck? And I remember writing in my journal, I need to literally forget everything that I've been told. And if like, you can imagine that you're a young girl and you're 13 and you're looking at all these magazines, that's a really mess. It, it messes you up. What are you supposed to look like? How are you supposed to think? Um, how much money you're supposed to make? We're supposed to value money and success. And so what are we willing to do uh, for that? And these are the, the values that are put on us in a very impressionable age. And one of the things that I would love to see changed, and if we could do this, we would change the world very quickly, is get control of the media get control of all of these corporations and agencies that are for profit. And so for you to feel bad about yourself, you can go buy this thing. And so if we had really specific agenda and hypnosis and programming towards positive cultures, towards pro uh, positive body image, towards positive um, just way of living, it would, it would transform the planet immediately and to share an example, and I'll let you jump in. I remember our last podcast, I was really excited. So, um, you know, if you imagine, if you don't imagine the uh, American flag or try not to think about a pink hippopotamus, your mind has to do it. And so if I go one step uh, further, which is a little bit worse, I say, don't imagine a little kitty getting his head chopped off. No. And so when you do that, your body sends an emotion and you didn't tell it to send that emotion. And you can use that. That's just like a little example of how it works. You can use that same power to give yourself the motivation, the inspiration to kind of take off those cobwebs of all that old conditioning that said you weren't good enough. This is why you act this way. You have no control. That's the biggest one, I think. You have no control of how you think and how you behave. That's exactly what you control. But regaining control of your mind is so paramount. And so I'll let you comment on that and then I'll fire you some questions. Yes. I, what came to me when you were sharing these examples is a lot of times when, when we will say to someone, you know, think a positive thought instead of a negative. If they're really in the depths of like a deep, dark, depressive episode, that's almost impossible to do for or about themselves. However, you can do it for or about other people quite easily. And when you shared the kitten example, I would say, you know, if you're thinking in your, in your mind at home, okay, what's the 
opposite of that? How can I release without meaning to, without willing it into being just automatically, how can I release a positive emotion? And what came to me as you were speaking was an image of your best friend running through the yellow tape at the end of a marathon. Imagining your bet, like I just got chills, right? My best friend's not a runner, but I just saw Michaela like this, through the yellow tape and I got chills because I'm so happy for her. So even if you find that it's difficult for you to imagine yourself running through the yellow tape because the negativity in your mind has become such a strong, repetitive, you know, it's just this recorder playing over and over again. I, I challenge you to find ways to break through it by making those positive thoughts and emotions about other people to start with. And that's called a pattern interrupt, just so that you start to fire new ways of thinking, new ways of feeling into your body. You start to recalibrate with more dopamine and serotonin and less stress cortisol. And you know, Matt is a, a new parent. I've got a baby on the way with a toddler. There's things, I mean, we would never do for ourselves that we would do for our kids in a heartbeat. And you know, one of those things might be, okay, I don't personally feel good about how I look when I look in the mirror, let's say someone's saying to themselves, but I don't want my daughter to grow up with that programming. So every time I look in the mirror, I'm gonna say, I love you exactly as you are. So my daughter watches me do that. Because even if I don't buy it for myself just yet that I'm perfect the way I am, I sure as hell don't want her to have to grow up with the same neuroses I did and I'm gonna model for her the behavior I wish was modeled for me. And the cool thing is by doing that over and over again, you're programming yourself to believe it, to eventually fall in love with yourself. So those are just a few quick examples to riff off of what you share that I think are so powerful. Like hypnotherapy is incredible, close your eyes, work with a hypnotherapist, listen to recordings, get programs, but at the same time, think about your best friend running through the yellow tape at the end of a marathon and you're already on your way. Yeah, all of that was super brilliant. And, I, you know, basically what you're saying is that hypnotherapy is a tool and it's a, it's a tool to open the door to other tools that you can apply, you know, in positive psychology and not in a way that's uh, out there and it doesn't work. All of this stuff is proven and it makes sense. And now we have the, uh, the neurology and the neuroscience to prove all of these different things. You know, a pattern interrupt, the way that works is basically you're going to, if you're really depressed and um, you know, anything in the external environment can trigger you to then feel depressed. So if you are a kid and I'll use the dog example, or if it gets run over by a yellow truck, maybe in your twenties, you'll just hate yellow trucks and you won't even remember why when you see one goes by because you have this very strong neurology remembering that really painful emotion. And so when you're going about your day and you're having these repetitive emotions, when you do a pattern interrupt or notice it and switch it to the other side, you're going to get what's referred to as neural pruning because you have this big map about why you're not good enough, all this self-hatred, all these memories that fire. But when you're able to pick it up and then you know choose something else over time, when you love and accept yourself as you are, where you choose the opposite of the thing that you're doing to yourself that you would prefer, um, you're going to change who you are. And you can do that actually very, very quickly. And you've hit on so many important points, you know, going to the root of you need to program to love yourself. You know, yeah. that the journey to weight loss is really a, a spiritual journey. And I've had a few guests on recently that were really about uh, food and health. 
and mm. people getting really sick because they, their diets aren't great and probably overweight and diabetes and things like that. But if you want to live an extraordinary life, if you want to feel free, if you want to feel vibrant and you can't even imagine what that is, it has to start with your health. You have to have control of your body um, from that space. Then you can design your dreams because if you're on this little boat in the ocean and the boat is sinking and you're constantly paddling and you're worried about your own survival because your body is attacking itself, you're, you don't trust it. It doesn't feel good. You're not going to be able to sit down and divide, uh, decide what it is that you truly want in life, what inspires you to have that energy. And that's you as a fully realized person. And you have that capability, but it starts with, like you said, shedding all of that stuff first. And so, you know, understanding that a waste weight loss journey really is a spiritual journey and where it can take you in transformation is, is wherever and, and as far as you want to go, as far as you can see, once your boat is all patched up. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's been really interesting about working with so many clients and, and them wanting to lose weight over the years is what I found, they'll come to me saying, okay, this is my size. This is where I want to be. And typically the amount of weight that they want to lose would actually put them into an unhealthy bucket if they were to actually accomplish that number because they're comparing themselves to a Victoria's Secret model. You know, they saw this beautiful magazine and they decide, they Googled online, what are their height, what are their weight, and what are their measurements, and they decided that was their goal. And so when you fall in love with yourself through programming your subconscious to fall in love with yourself by shedding all the other stuff that got in the way, and by doing the other things that we teach in the book, like, you know, maintaining the proper level of hydration. People will tell you all day long how much water to drink, but if you've got a subconscious block that's not conducive to the water you're supposed to drink every day, it's an uphill battle for something that's seemingly simple. Things like chewing your food, right? We just swallow these huge chunks of food. They rot in our stomach all day long. We don't get nutrients. It actually zaps our energy. We're all bloated and we're wondering why. Programming your subconscious to chew your food so that you only swallow liquid changes your whole life. Just something that simple. But at the end of the day, my clients lose more weight than they've ever lost. They keep it off, but they actually change the number of how much weight they want to lose typically. Not always, but typically. And they typically decide they want to lose less. So they're healthier. They're feeling vibrant. They've lost a ton if that was their goal, but they're no longer comparing themselves to quite, to be perfectly honest, anorexic photoshopped human beings, right? Um, who, when we're looking at their image, that's not even an actual human being. That's something that's been totally manipulated. And that I think is the coolest thing that they've changed the number of what their goal is to something that actually represents health. And because they're following these steps, they're accomplishing them more successfully than ever before. And that is that to me, that's freedom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's really getting to the root of it. You know, this isn't surface level stuff. And as you said at the beginning, you spoke a little bit about, you know, what's going on in the multi-billion dollar industry of weight loss. And I remember uh, studying with David Lombear because there's he's like he's a Native American elder friend of mine and scientist and very fascinating human and uh, I was talking to him about supplements or whatever and he's just like this has been going on forever and then he shows me these videos of back in the day of these just old things that they used to have for health and how yeah. ridiculous they are and you know hopefully they're not as ridiculous now but 
when I look at that stuff now, yes, it's great. And because the podcast is really sometimes in peak performance and the cutting edge and all of those things, people want the cutting edge in the easy way, right? They don't want the real way. They don't want the real answer. And for me, the cutting edge in the real way is getting to the root. It's really understanding your own psychology, your own spiritual growth, your own understanding. And if that's the space your clients are getting to, that's an honest space. That's a truthful space. That's an empowering space because they're not adding any ego to that. They're not trying to kill themselves or, or look a certain way. So outside people make them feel good because they're still not feeling good on the inside. You have to get to that space no matter where you are. Love yourself as you are in the process, whether you're fat or skinny, whether you have diabetes or you don't, whether you got lots of money or, no, or a little bit of money. And from that space, you can then grow and expand because all of us have this universal pulse and inspiration to grow, just like a flower. But the yeah. seed is, starts underneath the dirt. And then it starts to sprout out. And we're always like, oh, when I get out of the dirt, then I'll be enough. And then I'll love myself. And then we're out of the dirt, right? And we look around and people are poking out of the dirt. And we're like, oh, I'll be enough when I get my first little leaf, right? And then you get the leaf. And like, oh, I'll be enough when I bloom as a flower. And then you bloom as a flower. And they're like, oh, I'll be enough when I have more than you know, everybody else. And then you end up you know, going through the whole process. But the idea is that if you can, and it's, it's a lot more challenging to you know, do than to just say, but love yourself in the process. And understand who you really, really are. And if you can get to that space, you can then do all of the other stuff. Um, and so I also wanted to say, you said at the beginning, well, if people haven't tried a hypnotherapy session, we'll go through one at the end um, so they can sample it. And you can comment on, on what I just said there. And I also wanted to ask, like, what are some of the things that people are coming to you, like their biggest problems? Like, I can't lose weight because and some of the transformations you're seeing and in, in doing this type of work. It's a great question. So, you know, weight loss is such an interesting thing. The reason why this is the first book that's coming out in the series is because it's the most common request. It's not the thing that people necessarily come to me for first. Typically people might say, you know, I want to heal this trauma or I've got financial issues or relationship issues or a fear of flying and I have to go to Bali and I'm afraid I'm going to cancel the trip again because I've done it three times. And so they'll come to me for things that feel more dire. And then they'll always say, and if I could lose 10 pounds, that would be great. So it's, it's the most common across the board. It's just not always the, the front facing thing. And then I've had people who wanted to lose a significant amount of weight, hundred pounds or more and everything in between. And what we found is that even though almost every single person on the planet wants to lose at least some weight, not everybody, but almost everybody, the mechanisms for why people are having a challenging time losing weight do vary from to individual based on their specific programming, who they grew up with, their culture. There's a lot of cultures that combine food with love. You know, if you think of Greek, Italian, Jewish, there's just a lot of cultures that grandmas express their love for their family with these huge big meals. Oh, Brazilian. I married one. My husband is Brazilian. Every time I go to Brazil, I'll, I know now I'm going to offend people that I love and I don't mean to offend them, but I can't have more than three servings. I can't, like it doesn't, <laughs> and I love it. The rice and beans are amazing, but I just can't have any more. And, and, but, but that's love, right? And so that's very confusing in the subconscious mind. 
to start to show up to family gatherings and say, I love you, grandma, but I'm not going to have six servings or I don't need the dessert. You know, you start to feel like you are going against the family unit, which we have been programmed throughout time to never do, right? You can't go against the clan. You'll, if you're on your own out in the world against the lions, you're going to die. You have to fit in and do group think, right? So there's that. There's, there's things like emotional eating, which emotional eating sounds common. Like, oh yeah, I eat when I'm emotional, but why? A few reasons. We use food as a way to modulate our mood. So if we're feeling sad, one of the easiest, fastest ways, and the body knows this, to get a hit of serotonin or dopamine is to eat a that is going to connect to those receptors in our brain and make us feel good for a second. It's the same thing that drugs do. And there are foods like pizza and chocolate and bagels with cream cheese that release these feel-good emotions momentarily, but the downside of them often, you know, don't, it's not a balanced transaction and we don't even realize we're doing it. But then on, on, to take it even further, food companies who are making food inside laboratories know that if they make foods that release these endorphins and these, you know, serotonin and dopamine, that you will become addicted to those foods, just like you become addicted to drugs. So foods are being created in such a way to be addictive and you don't even think of them that way. You don't, you don't think you're addicted to pizza, but by far and large, many, many people are. So it's not just emotional eating, it's that you're emotional eating and you're addicted to the foods that will make you momentarily feel better. One other really big inhibitor to people's success is stress. When cortisol levels are high in the body, it does not naturally release weight. It's thinking it's in survival mode. It's thinking it needs to hold on to its blubber for the winter for survival, right? It's gotta run away and who knows when there's gonna be food again because you're gonna be hiding in a cave. When you're stressed, the body does not go, oh, what a perfect time to you know, work on my abs. No, it's, it holds on, it hoards those calories and keeps the fat on the body. So I would say those are some of the, the biggest things, the most common things. And then one of the most challenging is um, sexual abuse. If there was sexual abuse or trauma in childhood, there's a subconscious belief that's very common, it's been studied a lot, which is that there's a subconscious belief that the bigger you are physically, the more invisible you are in society, the less sexual attention you'll get, and therefore the safer you are from predators. So 80% of obese women were sexually abused as children, um, according to a number of different studies. So when the subconscious belief is it's safe for me to be obese, and if I lose weight, I will be abused. If the subconscious believes that, there's no keto diet in the universe that's going to override that. This is a survival-based instinct, right? That was created to, to keep this person alive. So we have to be able to go into the subconscious and say, okay, when this belief was formulated, you were a child, you were vulnerable, and it was wonderful and helpful for you then. Right? There's no reason to shame it, make it negative. No, that's wonderful. But now you're an adult. It's a totally different circumstance. And you understand that being this size does not feel good for you. You wouldn't be here having this session with me unless that's how you felt. 
So we have to negotiate with the subconscious about how to be and feel safe in the world without needing all of this, all of these protective layers. Wow. That's some really powerful stuff. And it's interesting to understand. I, I don't know if a lot of people recognize this, but a lot of how we act as adults, I would say probably 90% is, is from those beliefs and patterns we got when we were kids. Uh, there's this, I think it's Aristotle or Socrates. He said, give me the boy until he's five and I'll show you the man. And the thing is, because at that time in your life, you basically don't have the critical factor. And the critical factor in hypnosis, if I say you're super, uh, very overweight, and I say tomorrow you're going to love exercise, you're going to eat only healthy foods, and you're going to be uh, super in shape. The critical factor will, is basically your consciousness and your memories and what you think. And you'll say, what? Nah, man, I've been struggling with this forever. There's no way that's happening. Get the hell out of here. And yeah. so... When you're a kid, you don't have that. So all of this stuff is going in and you're processing it. And then your mind and body adapt in a way that is kind of healthy at that time to try to deal with these pains and these traumas that you don't understand. But then when we get older, they stay. They don't go away. And just because we advance in our consciousness and our way of life and you know we grow and we're strong and we can uh, navigate life, but those we're basically five-year-old kids in our minds. You know, I know that I am, I'm an adult and I, and I try to speak uh, mm -hmm. decent English as I'm struggling right now. <laughs> and, you know, but emotionally, you know, when I look at things that are sad and, and deal with things, I'm still, you know, a kid and, and I'm still very soft, you know? And, and I think that we're all that way, but a lot of people will, will pretend, you know, we'll use intellect, we'll use all of these different things. And so if you have this old scar, there's a chance that it's influencing you a great deal and more than you want. And it'll stay with you forever unless you address it, unless you think about it and you can address it and say, you know what, how can I make peace with this and mm -hmm. begin to either let it go and start to choose the reality and response and habits that are aligned with who I am and who I came here to be in a fully empowered person. And that's the space ideally you want to aim towards right? There's no reason you can't be a fully empowered human who has autonomy, who has freedom, who has abundance, who has purpose, who has meaning. And when you're in trauma, you don't have those things. And so I'm curious if you can share a little bit about how the book is laid out. Like what's the journey for a person who is going to go through the book and they, and they want to make a change. And then also I'm going to throw an additional question in there so you can address it somewhere. What do you say to the person that says, this is baloney? You know, hypnosis doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? This is baloney. How would you, how would you address those? Yes, let me start with the baloney. <laughs> so we get everybody on, on the same level here. Because that's genuinely what I believed. I've been a hypnotherapist now for eight years, but I used it to quit smoking when I was... Well, how old am I? I guess I was 25. Yeah. <laughs> Math. Uh, something like that. And... Uh, I definitely didn't expect it to work, but I was fed up. I tried the gum, the patches, cold turkey. So I went in with my arms crossed over my chest, fully expecting this dude to be a weirdo, to scam me out of my money for it to not work because at the time I was running the New York City division of a Silicon Valley startup. So super young to have that high powered job and lots of stress. And I was like, my mind is so crazy. I'll never be able to relax. And every excuse in the book. Got the power suit. <laughs> yeah, and a power suit. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> 
Yeah, I fashion's not my my like strong suit, so my powers <laughs> were not cool, but they were there. <laughs> uh, but one session later, I had quit smoking, and and so immediately, I had studied human rights in school. That was the track I was in. I go, why did why did anybody die from lung cancer? Why does anybody have emphysema? Why is anybody smoking who doesn't want to smoke? Because I didn't think this thing was going to work. And it was the coolest, most relaxing, and also informative. I learned so much from that experience, but most importantly, it was effective. So here's how it works and why it works for, for those who are skeptical. Now that you know that that's where I started and look at me now. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. As, as you mentioned, Matt, under the age of seven, we are pure subconscious, meaning we haven't yet developed that critical mind. What it means to be pure subconscious is if we were to put sensors on our brain and look at the waves that our brain are producing, we would be producing what are called theta brain waves. So beta brain waves are what we've got right now. We're talking fast, we're excited, we're having a conversation, and the waves would look like this. If we got quiet for a minute, stared out the window, and started to daydream, the waves would start to look like this. Still pretty fast, but smoother on the tops and the bottoms. That's daydreaming, that's the alpha state. That's when you're in the shower and you have those light bulb moments. You're totally aware of where you are, you know you're in the shower, but you get that great idea. Happens for me all the time on planes. Too. I'm just looking out at this gorgeous sky, these beautiful clouds. I'm in alpha, my eyes are wide open, and I get these great ideas. Delta is way down here, the waves look like this, and that's sleep. And the theta brainwave state is this beautiful place that is deeper than alpha, so it's deeper than daydreaming, where you're already getting good ideas and you're already more creative. It's deeper than that, but it's more conscious and alert than sleep. So you're not sleeping when you're in hypnosis, but what you are is 100% tapped into your highest creative potential. You are tapped into your intuition and you don't hear the critical thought that says no or bad idea or you suck. That's all beta. <laughs> That's all the beta brainwave. Now kids before the age of seven haven't developed their brains to the point where they're producing very much alpha or beta at all, which means all day long they're producing theta, which means all day long they're tapped into their intuition, their creativity. Right? When my two and a half year old son hears a song he loves, he is boogieing down in one hot second. He doesn't care who's around. He'll do the cutest, funniest dance moves. He's not like, oh man, I hope they think I look cool. Those are beta brainwaves, okay? He doesn't have them yet. So hypnotherapy is the act of actively going into your theta state on purpose. It is purposefully accessing your intuition, your creativity, purposefully saying no thanks to the mind that's going to say that's a terrible idea. No, no, no. Right? So I'll, I'll go a little bit further just to say that Thomas Edison used self-hypnosis every single day in order to invent. Right? If you're an inventor and your job is to create things that don't yet exist, so all there are are naysayers, and all there are are thousands of failed experiments on the way to your journey, on the way to wherever you're headed. You can't have that critical mind telling you you're an idiot. You can't have the critical mind telling you bad idea or why bother. So he put himself into the theta state where he would access his creativity, where he would access his intuition, where he didn't hear that mind saying no, 
and he would hold metal balls in his left hand and he would put a metal pan on the ground. So if he relaxed so deeply that he went from theta to delta, which is sleep, he would drop the balls into the pan, the sound would wake him back up and he'd start over. And we have electricity to thank for self-hypnosis. So it's not magic. It, the results sometimes feel magical, they're so profound. So really you're just accessing this deeply relaxed state so that you can make changes at the level of the subconscious mind, which is where all of your habits, all of your beliefs, and all of your emotional responses live. They're all in the subconscious. You're not going to even get to them from beta. You can't. So how's that for the baloney answer? <laughs> That's absolutely tremendous. The only thing that I'll add is going one step deeper into the limits of this because it's extraordinary. I've been using this for athletes and sports for a long time. And I had an athlete reach out. His name is Brody Carmichael and uh, Pat Bowden, another incredible nitro circus freestyle motocross guy reached out and he said, uh, uh, well, they were friends and he fell on a front flip and he goes, Hey man, I heard that you're good at what you do. Um, I want to land a front flip on my motorcycle. Only three people in the world can do this. And I said, okay. So we have a chat and his internal dialogue and his mental game were strong. And so I kind of refined a few things for him through a few suggestions his way. Um, but overall, it was really solid. And so I said, hey man, um, you can read my book. Uh, it'll help and it'll give you some reference, uh, but you don't have to. And you could uh, go through my course. It'll help, uh, but you don't have to. What you need to do, the only thing that you need to do if you want to land this trick is you need to basically make yourself a guided visualization, a hypnosis of you doing that trick. Go through that an hour a day and when you know you can land it and there will come a time where you know you can land it, then go do it. Three weeks later, he lands a front flip on his motorcycle and is the fourth person on the planet to be able to do that. Three weeks after that, he lands the world's first front flip uh, heel clicker on a motorcycle. So he clicked his heels while he did a front flip. Front flipping is way harder on a motorcycle. Front flipping is, I snowboard, front flipping is way harder because you can't spot your landing. Back flipping is just more frightening, but once you got it, it's actually not that bad. Um, three weeks after that, he lands the world's first front flip Superman. And if you understand what that is, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. How the heck, I don't know how he did that. It had never been done on the planet before. He wasn't even practicing it into airbags. He was going around in schools, teaching kids and, and doing inspiring talks to kids around Australia. And he goes out and lands at first try using that one principle. And if you look at the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton and Dr. Joe Dispenza, they're really pushing the edges of saying, you know, Dr. Bruce Lipton is saying, look, you turn on and off your genes for serious illnesses and you can consciously turn them on and off. And what you're talking about is the beginning of that understanding. And now the science and the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza, the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton is, is beginning to say, hey, they're actually right. You can actually go into your neurology, into your own DNA and programming and change things. And people in Dr. Joe's work, if you go a step further, they have a terminal illness and they say, you know what? I may as well try this meditation hypnosis thing because I'm going to die anyway. And people are having spontaneous healings through just doing this exact same process. And it reminds me of everything that I've read from spirituality and in the Bible and all these ancient texts, they say the kingdom of heaven is within and, and basically saying you are the creator. And this is really you claiming that right and that birthright because thinking is useless. Quote Mark England. He is awesome. He's, about the he's like, thinking is useless. It doesn't get you anywhere 
or really do anything. Um, but if you um, reflect, now you're getting somewhere. You're thinking about something for a bit. It's almost meditative, right? Then you contemplate. And that's what I, I had asked him about uh, if he had a kid, you know, because he's so great with words. It's like, if you had a child, what would you name it? He goes, I would contemplate. And, <laughs> you know, and, he, and, he's, <laughs> and that's really giving it serious thought. And so if you quiet your mind, and then contemplate and say, you know what? I know that the mind is a maniac. 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day, most of them are repetitive. And most of them are saying, you know, you suck. You're not good enough. This is like, watch out for this thing. Um, you shut that off and you go in and you say, you know what? This is who I am. This is what I prefer. And this is who I want to be. I understand that these things exist, but they're not going to be the main power. That intention within me and who I am and what I decide that's going to be the motivating factor. And I am going to take control of that. And each and every one of us have a right to do that. And we were never taught um, how to do this. And to kind of go back to your story, you know, you're a very smart person. You're saying that you had a, you know, a, a big education and all this kind of stuff, but they don't teach this in high school. They don't no. teach this in university. And, no. you know, I'm not going to get into the conspiracy stuff, but watch Edward Bernays' Century of Self. Why is there these huge industries around um, you know, making us not feel good enough. And why is this not taught? If this were taught, this would change the entire paradigm of the world because if people were okay, if they were fulfilled, if they were healthy, they would be doing something that would help others. Nobody that's okay and fulfilled is doing anything other than something that benefits the environment around them. The only reason you do things that you wouldn't otherwise do and compromise is because you're afraid of not having enough. You're afraid of losing the money. You're afraid of losing the status. You're afraid of losing all these different things. And so I can't think of a more empowering idea to implement in society than our own um, empowerment of taking control of who we are and how we create here. Yeah. I would say at least 90% of my clients, have, when we've gone back to the source of one of their issues as an adult, it took place in their kindergarten classroom. Because they were verbal and right on the cusp of when the conscious mind started to develop. So they were pure subconscious, still theta, so everything's coming in directly into your subconscious but they're just starting to develop self-consciousness about the people around them and worried about being made fun of and things like that. So something that might not seem traumatic that we consciously have no memory of, like for example, I had this wonderful client who was experiencing panic attacks. We go back, it's her kindergarten classroom. She raised her hand to show and tell for show and tell day and the teacher made fun of her and the teacher didn't mean it to be malicious but all the kids laughed and snickered the teacher just made like a, a little joke about her show and tell and she had no conscious awareness of it but her insecurity her anxiety and her panic attacks started that day and they continued until at 37 years old she came to me for hypnotherapy and she had no idea that's where it stemmed from. She thought it stemmed from her boss, from you know what she had to do by Friday for her to meet her quota. So much so when you say that you know they don't teach this in high school, they don't teach it in college, they don't teach it anywhere, but oh my God, if they taught it in kindergarten. 
right when things are starting to shift or at least require all kindergarten teachers to have a basic understanding of the subconscious mind, please, then, then the human species would evolve to the next iteration. It absolutely would because we wouldn't be passing on generational trauma anymore because we'd be healing the stuff before it's stuck. And I'll, I'll share a few more quick studies before I get to the format of the book because you shared such cool stories and I feel like people get really jazzed to hear just a few more. Out of Harvard Medical School, right, doesn't get more legit than that, there was a study that found that bones were healing 40% faster in a group of people who were using hypnotherapy. So basically there were all these people with ankle fractures there was a control group who didn't do hypnotherapy, a control group that did, and with the control group that did, bones healed 40% faster. In a study from Stanford, they found that women with breast cancer who were in the hypnotherapy group had 50% less pain than the group that did not do hypnotherapy, and this is for the cancer treatments. And at a 10-year follow-up of the same study, the women who had done the hypnotherapy had twice the survival rate of the women who didn't. And finally, you know, I, I think to put it in perspective with traditional therapy, not to say that traditional therapy can't be great. Of course, my experience is a little bit biased because most people still come to hypnotherapy last instead of first. They try everything else first and then they do hypnosis when they're just like I was at their wits end, right? With smoking anyway, that's how I was. Now I do it like, oh my gosh, I have a thing, quick. <laughs> I gotta get it out of there. Uh, but that took a little while. So 600 sessions of psychoanalysis results in an improvement of 38% on average. So 600 sessions for 38% improvement. And that same study found that six sessions of hypnotherapy result in an average of 93% improvement. So... My quitting smoking in one session was an outlier experience. There are outliers where it can take one session. There are outliers where it can take 20 sessions. 20 sessions is still really fast, but the average is six sessions to see 93% improvement. And that's if you're working with a hypnotherapist one-on-one -on -one because they're going to go direct to the source of your subconscious programming. And um, listening to a recording, it's typically more like 21 days to start to see a big shift. And as your client, Matt, I mean, every three weeks, he was doing a new trick. <laughs> That's about 21 days, right? So it's, it's really cool. And, and if you guys want to go back and listen to my first interview with Matt, I'm pretty sure I tell the story about the man who I helped break through his paralysis with hypnosis. So that's worth going back and listening to again, because that's why I decided to dedicate my life to making hypnosis mainstream was when I saw someone who was paralyzed clinically 100% paralyzed, didn't move for four months, was in the best hospital with the best care and the best rehab in the world. And in our session, he actively moved his left hand for the first time in four months. And after that session, he was no longer paralyzed and now walks without a cane and is the head of nuclear security in Brazil. So, you know, when, once you see that, how do you go back to your corporate job? How do you go, uh, for me, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go to sleep at night and say, people are suffering needlessly. They're smoking when they shouldn't, or when they don't need to, rather. They're afraid of playing when they could go be the lead singer of a band if they wanted. They're paralyzed when they don't need to be. Are you kidding me? The world can't continue to think this is swinging watches 
when it's one of the most, if not the most powerful way to set yourself free. Those are absolutely phenomenal stories. And I agree 100%. And, you know, I've been following your work uh, since we connected and I'm so glad you've taken on that mission. And, you know, with what I'm doing with Zen Athlete, it's the exact same idea. There's hypnosis in there. And I, you know, even with the kids, it's like Trojan horsing self-mastery. They think they're getting better at sport. But when I teach them how to do a basketball shot, for example, uh, first thing is to clear your mind. Just take three deep breaths. An individual who can clear their mind versus somebody who cannot, it's a fundamental difference in the quality of your consciousness and life and freedom and how you feel. Um, the second thing is you visualize the shot going in. This shows you that you influence your reality. Again, it's a fundamental difference in the quality of your consciousness and life. You realize you have more influence here. Uh, the third thing is you miss the shot. So what's the most powerful and positive perspective that you can have? You don't always make the shot. Things don't always go right. That's life. But you do get to choose how you respond. A fundamental shift in the quality of your life and consciousness. And finally, can you be whole, complete, harmonious, and full of self-love wherever you are in the process? And there's such small, simple distinctions, but will change the psychology of a young person, of an old person. And usually when I'm working with an adult, I want to get to those things to see if they have them. Because if they don't, they can't change their neurology and I'm sure we could get a neuroscientist on. I've had a few. I'll ask him next time. But, you know, why is it 21 days to create enough, um, you know, neural connections so that becomes your automatic behavior? Right now, your automatic behavior is, is doing things you don't want. Dr. Joe Dispenza calls the addictions um, when the mind becomes the body. So the body is like, I don't want to smoke, but the body is still smoking. It's like, why is my body doing this? So, you know, and I don't want to, but the body continues to do things We're like body, go for a jog. And you're like, something's happening in here and it says no. And so when you can flip it around in the body and your, your neurology and your biology and your chemistry is all working for the goal and the life and the way of being that you have decided deliberately. And that is deliberate creation. Most of us are going around and creating our lives by default. And that's our cultural conditioning, our parents, our society. And we go around and, oh, I got a bit of money here. I got a little bit of security here. You know, I don't want to go too far out these bowling ball, um, like, you know, those cushions they have on the side or whatever for bumper bowling. You know, this is where I'm going to stay safe, even though you don't feel empowered. But when you understand this stuff, you're going to have the courage to do something that's meaningful by your own standards. And then you start working with this universal principle because when that uh, person, you know, healed from that, you wonder, what the hell was that? You know yeah. what I mean? What the hell was that? And there's this force <laughs> and this spirit. And, you know, some people call it God or the universe or anything. It exists and it's unbelievably powerful, super mysterious. And it takes a little bit of noticing and a little bit of faith and a little bit of quieting the mind to begin to work with that force. And mm -hmm. some of the curiosity that, that I've had is seeing people that I think are masters, like the Shaolin monks and uh, the Tibetan monks. And how can you do these things with cold? And how does Wim Hof do that? And um, when we look at like under the hood of these things, it eventually gets to a like a mystery that nobody understands. But what we do know is that our intention influences these things and that we can control our mind and body in a way that is absolutely magical. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need a neuroscience degree. Anybody can do it.
Yeah. So I didn't ask you a question, but um, do you want to do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about the book and the chapters and stuff, like how people go through that? Because, um, yeah, talk about that. Yeah. So we we created the book in such a way that it, it is a journey. So there's there's going to be three options available. You can buy the book, go through the course on your own because it is a course and it actually has these beautiful pages that someone on our team named Natalia, who's amazing. So there's all these incredible like journal entries that you can complete as you go along. It really is a course. So you can buy the book and do it on your own for $16.95. <laughs> you can pre-order it now. It'll come out in a month and it's, it's available on all major platforms. But if you go to closeyourizelosewait.com, you can find it there and, and place your pre-order. We're also going to have a group where you can do it together in community because accountability is one of the things that really drives us forward with something as challenging as weight loss because we are challenged at least three times a day with what we're going to eat, right? And every single day is an opportunity to not exercise depending on what just happened that day. So having the accountability and the momentum of the group can be incredible. If that resonates with you, if that excites you, if it works for you, we'll have that. And then the third tier would be to work with a gray space private hypnotherapist in conjunction with all this. So then you'd have the book, the group cheering you on and one-on-one -on -one hypnotherapy sessions every week. It's a 12 week program. And all of the hypnotherapists were trained by me. They all went to my school. They all graduated and are certified by me. And all of our sessions are over the phone and they're actually more effective that way because the theta state remember is extended. So if you're in your car driving out stressed out of your mind and I was just in Los Angeles, oh my goodness, I can't believe I lived there. <laughs> the traffic is really a thing. I mean, you really have to cultivate <laughs> a lot of inner peace to sit in 90 minutes of traffic twice a day, every day to go a few miles, right? So if you're doing that just to get to your hypnotherapist's office, your theta state is short. It's from the minute you close your eyes to the minute they open. But if you do hypnotherapy over the phone, then it's the sound of the person's voice, but you're already in your PJs, mm. right? When the session's over, you take a bubble bath or you journal, or you even play with your kid, which might not be the most Zen thing, but it's definitely better than traffic. <laughs> and you extend that theta state longer, which makes it more effective. So let me go through just what the, the 12 weeks are, because I think that'll be interesting for people. So there's a preparatory week, which includes teaching you how to meal prep in a way that I have found to be most effective, which is not that you make all of your meals Sunday night. Human beings get bored very quickly. Someone like my husband could eat the same thing every day for the rest of his life and be happy. More power to him. That's awesome. If that's you, it's going to be really easy for you. Most people get bored very easily and that causes them to drop off. So what you do, we teach you how to make your shopping list in a really organized, awesome way based on the things you want to be consuming and the meals you want to eat. Sunday night is your shopping day where you either place your Instacart order or you actually go to the store, depending on how you run your life. And then every single day you are just making tomorrow's meals. That's it. So Sunday night you make Monday's meals. So on Monday, you have these healthy, fresh, nutritious, awesome meals ready to go. And once you've eaten them that night, you just make Tuesday's meals. So you already, you're not cooking when you're hungry, right? People come home, they're exhausted, they're tired, they're hungry, and then they just grab the chips. No, you already have the delicious meal from yesterday. Now you get to eat that. Once you've eaten that, you have the energy from it to make tomorrow's meals. So the prep week is all about that. And it's all about teaching you how to master self-hypnosis 
so you can keep your stress levels down throughout the day so you're not battling that cortisol surge. Then we get into week one, which are the fundamentals, which are teaching you at the subconscious level, everything we do is at the subconscious, to chew your food, <laughs> to hydrate, and to stop eating when you're satisfied. So something we say in, in Western culture is, oh, I'm so full, or oh, I'm stuffed. In Brazilian culture, for example, they say, I'm satisfied. Do you feel the difference? If we eat until we're stuffed, that's not good for the body, right? That it doesn't feel good. It doesn't even sound nice. So we train ourselves to stop eating when we're satisfied, when we're 90% satisfied, not even 100%, because that remaining 10% will uh, calibrate just by the time your stomach sends the signal to your brain that you've eaten enough, which takes about 20 minutes. Week two is about limiting beliefs that have to go. I'm not good enough, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm big boned, even things that might anatomically be true, if you're repeating them to yourself over and over all day long and the context is negative, you gotta reframe it. So we're starting with negative beliefs right away in week two. Week three is teaching you how to eat intuitively. And there's two parts to this. And Matt, you mentioned a little bit earlier, you've been having a lot of food experts on. And one of the steps for intuitive eating is actually finding out if you're allergic to foods first. Because <laughs> if you're allergic to foods, you're going to bloat. And if you bloat, at, at the bare minimum, there's a lot of other havoc that's being, you know, taking place beneath the surface. But physically, you're going to feel bigger than you are. And that's not going to create a positive mental track in your brain. So finding out what you're allergic to and then training yourself to eat intuitively. So all day, every day, season by season, because it can change, you're putting things into your body that nourish you uniquely. And that's different for every person. Week four is really fun. And I think you'll really love this. It's training yourself to crave exercising. So because I'm not a personal trainer and I'm not a dietitian, I'm a leading expert in reprogramming the subconscious, this book doesn't tell you what to eat. And this book doesn't tell you how to exercise. This book trains your subconscious to crave movement. You get to pick what kind of movement you love. If you want to buy, want to walk, if you want to run, if you want to do kettlebells, whatever you love is fine. But what we do is we have you exercise, it's approximately 20 minutes until you release endorphins. Because if you release endorphins and you do it enough days in a row and our group mentality and energy and accountability will help you do that, then you start to crave the exercise because of the endorphins. So whatever movement it is, cool. And then most people, what we find is as soon as they feel that release and they start to crave it, that 20 minutes typically gets a little longer. There starts to be some weight training, some other cool things that happen. But let's just start with the basics because if you're craving exercise, your whole life's gonna be different for most people on the planet who loathe it and avoid it at all costs, right? Um, week five is emotional eating. So combating when you start to feel sad that you don't naturally reach for something like sugar, which is gonna give you that dopamine boost but instead you recognize the sadness and you take actions to heal it from the inside out and also starting to the addictions to foods that have been, I was going to say programmed, but no, they've been engineered to be addictive for you to release that hold that those foods have on you. Week six is interesting. It's eating when bored, which is 
actually a facet of emotional eating. When you're bored, you're devoid of any good feelings. So you start to eat foods that are going to give you a surge of an emotion. And so it's a similar process to week five, just a little bit more refined. So you're not eating when you're bored. Um, week seven, upgrade how you reward yourself is interesting because in our society, we've trained ourselves. Oh, you were such a good little girl. Here's a lollipop. Oh, it's your birthday, the day where everybody celebrates how magnificent you are. Here's a cake, right? Oh, it's Christmas, it's Hanukkah, it's whatever. It's this beautiful celebration. Let's just eat every cookie. So our rewards are all linked to things that aren't necessarily healthy for us. So we reprogram the subconscious to say, what is actually a reward? A reward is not something that hurts you in the long term. It's something that lifts you up and supports you and propels you forward. That's a big thing to shift, and you can only do that at the level of the subconscious. So we're almost there, we're at week eight. Week eight is the people and the places that trigger you. If you're getting sober, I've been sober nine years and a few months, it'll be 10 years in December, it's so cool. Um, at first, when you're first getting sober, you don't go to the bar. <laughs> you're not like, I'm three days sober. I'm just going to go hang out with my bartender friends. You don't because the temptation is so great and you haven't created new neurological pathways in your brain yet that are stronger than the old ones that say, no, I prefer sobriety or no, I prefer water over this, etc. So identifying who are the people in the places that trigger those old addictive habitual behaviors that don't serve you so that you can make a plan of action for how to either avoid them completely for 90 days or how to behave in a different manner if it's unavoidable, right? If Susan in accounting has M&Ms on her desk every day, you can't just take off work for 90 days. <laughs> Susan might not be open to your suggestion that she puts like cashews in there instead, although with the coronavirus, no one's sharing food, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so you either make a plan to avoid or make a plan of how to behave differently when you're there and practice that in your subconscious. Okay, week nine, putting the law of attraction into work. So whatever you focus on, you're calling in. If you're focused on the fact that you think that your stomach's bigger than it should be, what are you calling in? Right. So visualizing the body you desire. But this this chapter was interesting to write because I really wanted people to understand this isn't about choosing a false ideal. This isn't about someone who is five two and you know their healthy body weight is a size, let's say 10, size eight, size 10 is still really, really healthy for them. Them choosing Ariana Grande as their perfect, I'm gonna law of attraction that, is unhealthy. That's not beneficial, right? Luckily, we live in an age where uh, representation is becoming more diverse than it ever has been. We still have a long way to go. But finding, if you can, an ideal body type that represents your peak health to help you visualize what you actually wanna call in, because most people can't visualize their own body healthier interestingly enough, but they can stare at somebody else all day long and say, I want that. So we find body types, heights, shapes, bone structure that kind of resemble our own and say, okay, if I were really, really at my peak health, I'd like to call in something like that. So it's a touchy, it's a touchy, it's, you got to be careful because body positivity is so important, 
but law of attraction is a thing. It's real, it's happening all day long. And so I'd rather you go through the muck of figuring out what a real healthy body in alignment with what's po you know, possible for you looks like, than continuing to berate your own body and just attract more of the same, or continuing to idolize bodies that are not only impossible to achieve, would be unhealthy to achieve. Um, week 10 is not going to apply to everybody, but for those who it does apply to, will change their life forever. And that is how to cope with unwanted attention. And this is the chapter for healing from abuse, from unwanted sexual advances, from sexual abuse, even from, it, it, it genuinely is traumatic. I can speak from personal experience to experience catcalling all day, every day from the minute you turn 12 for your whole life if you live in a metropolis. You know, it's, you leave the house with your walls up, angry, scared, trying to look like, don't you dare engage with me. And that can send a message to the subconscious, I don't want to be noticed, and that can result in weight gain. So week 10 is about how can you be an empowered person and live free, not in this cage built, you know, by society, while still understanding someone's still going to catcall, right? Just because you're feeling empowered doesn't mean the external world changes. There's still, there's still predators out there. So that's a, a really, really deep topic. And then week 11, overcoming the fear of success. Week 11 is when we are seeing such awesome results by now, if you're really sticking with it, everybody's seeing awesome results that they start to go, oh, I've been so good. I'll just have a little cheesecake <laughs> and to let and remind at that point, the subconscious, what self-sabotage looks like and to remind the subconscious what a real reward is. And also if you really want a piece of cheesecake, we don't need to demonize types of foods, but we have to understand that's not a reward. It's a choice, a choice you can make, and if you make the choice, what are you gonna do on the other side to counteract it so you continue to feel healthier? Are you gonna just drink an extra glass of water to whatever? So it's a, it's a week about, you're almost there, keep going, don't let self-sabotage in because this is when it gets really sneaky and we've gotta fight those impulses. And then week 12 is all about self-love. So we've been falling in love with ourselves every chapter, there's always a little bit about that, but by week 12, that is the whole focus, falling madly in love with your miraculous body, your miraculous mind, your miraculous spirit, just dousing yourself with appreciation for how glorious you are, because that's the number one element that will continue your progress, even once the program is complete. And that's the whole, that's the whole book. Wow, that's, that's amazing. It's, in, it's laid out in a very easy and important way. Like I, when you're going through, I was thinking, you know, if you were going to distill the elements and it's kind of similar what I did to, um, for Zen athlete, because it's like the elements of what would make you a great athlete, you know, meditation. I know meditation uh, quite a bit, but it's not a masterclass on just meditation. It's not a masterclass on just hypnosis, it's not a masterclass on just fitness. It's like, these are the elements you need. And what you're doing is getting to the root. And then you're also understanding, and it looks like you've done a lot of research and study on the psychology of weight loss and people's challenges and what things are going to face, what obstacles derail them. And then there is a way to 
um, bring those to light and then overcome them. And so it's like, Hey, you know, I don't care how you move, but you need to move and be active because that's just common sense. And someone's like losing weight. He's like, yeah, that is common sense. Um, I'm going to choose this. Okay, great. Go do that because it is all about under the hood. You know, for people who make those dramatic changes, it's literally just, they decide to do it. Um, something happens in their life. Um, they decide to do it. Um, there's this guy actually at the gym and I remember seeing him and he was really big. Very, yeah. very, very, very big. And I saw him maybe like six months later and he was still really big, um, but he was less big. Um, yeah. And so I, I talked to him and said, hey, man, it's great. You're, you're still coming to the gym. I was like, you're looking a lot better. He's like, yeah, I lost 180 pounds. Whoa. He lost as much as I weigh, like pretty Whoa. much as much as I weigh, 180 pounds. And I was like, holy smokes, that's incredible. I was like, amazing. Good for you. I said, well, what was it for you that made you want to lose the weight? He said, I went to the doctors and they said, they're going to have to uh, cut off my arms and legs most likely. And there's nothing that I could do about it. And that's just the way it is. And it's going to, we're going to have to set the appointment. Um, we need to amputate. And so I went to the gym that day. And so he waited until that point, but the only decision he made was I'm going to lose the weight. Now, that was a dramatic experience, but because we're sophisticated, we have these different things that we do in our mind to justify the process that we're in. And so unless we're getting that hard smack in the face with an external thing that is really awful, we're going to kind of keep pushing the limits until something happens. And so with this understanding, when you say, you know what? I want to lose the weight and I want to be healthy and I want to be vibrant. I want to take control of my health and my eating. What you're yeah. doing each chapter is giving the fundamental tools to go figure it out, you know, yeah. because you don't need a masterclass in education. You don't need a masterclass in um, physical fitness to lose weight. You need to make that decision and then understand all of the psychological triggers within you and how to overcome them. So then you just go find the results easily and naturally and you program it automatically. So I think the way you put that together is absolutely phenomenal and brilliant. And I think that everybody who is looking to, you know, like when I look at weight loss books and, and I knew it was going to be awesome, I would recommend yours immediately now, just because I understand psychology and how hypnosis works. You know, if you want to, then you would read yours for, first, that would then say, okay, now, if you want to read about how go get six books, now you'll read six books on diet and yeah. meals and veganism and whatever you want. Yeah. Then you'll read six books on kettlebell and all this stuff, because now your brain is working for you. You're yeah. now curious. You've turned on all those motivators to go find solutions. But if and you go backwards and, yeah, but, and the exact opposite is like that machine from back in the day that jiggled your fat. You ever see that one? You stand on the thing and it jiggles your fat. That's the polar opposite. That's most stuff. It's like, I'm going to go do that thing because it's the easiest thing. I haven't changed my psychology. My mind frame is the same. And I haven't done anything with how um, I react unconsciously, how I process all these things, all these emotions and all these things under the hood that have so much emotional power and influence on how I act, whether I want to or not. So I go get the jiggly machine. I remember having this one that my cousin had where it zapped your abs. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it basically electrocuted you. And oh I would, I, you know, and I was using that because my mom had it and I was like, this thing, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to use whatever. Um, and so that's, that's the opposite, right? So you can look at all those um, ideas and they can be useful, but nothing is going to change that decision and that uh, belief system 
and your own psychology to make a change. So wonderful stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I was going to ask, so I was curious if they buy the book, is there something at the back? Do you give them a, like a, a, re- a guided recording of a hypnosis session of uh, yeah, a weight I loss session? Yeah, differently this way. So, so most books that come with meditations or that come with hypnotherapy, you get them because you bought the book. And so it's kind of locked behind a wall. I decided to do it differently this time. I'm going to put all of the recordings that go with the book on YouTube. I'm going to just make them free. So you don't have to buy the book, but you'll get a lot more out of it if you buy the book because you're going to understand why we're doing this when we're doing it. You're going to understand, you know, the the method behind each recording. But I just feel like I don't want it behind a paywall. You know, I just I just want people to have access to this. So all recordings that will go along with the book will be on YouTube. And then if you want to understand it, if you want the journal pages, if you want the science and the studies and the how-to written out for you, then there's the book. If you want the accountability, then there's the group program. And if you want to get to the root of the source of when that problem started, probably in kindergarten, (laughs) then you're going to want to work with a hypnotherapist from our team. and, And they're trained in this program too. So you'll be going week by week with them in accordance with, with the program. So there's options for people as little as they want to get involved and as little as they want to invest, as little as zero on, on YouTube, all the way up to you know, working privately with someone week after week. Amazing. Phenomenal. I love, I love that platform. That's cool because I know like if I'm reading a hypnosis book, I want to, I want, I have to hear, I have to hear the session. Oh, yeah. I just have to hear it. So I'm glad that's awesome. That's on there. And I'm, and I like the format of, of giving everybody that option because, you know, even if that triggers it, if it stimulates that motivation, then, cause that's really what it's about is, is uh, triggering that motivation. And, you know, my example, because I'm redoing Zen athlete now and, and I want to bring it to a lot more kids. It has nothing to do with being an athlete. It's the sport gives them an option towards self-mastery and understanding themselves. You know what I mean? Whether it's art or it's music or it's sport or anything that you want to get better at gives you an opportunity to become a better person, to break your limiting beliefs. It's just that option. And so if, if weight loss is that first opportunity, maybe as an adult to just rediscover yourself, rediscover your power, that's the option to tackle. And so many people, I've, I've had some on the podcast, um, EFT, Jessica Ortner, she, you know, she was overweight and she used, yeah, EFT and it really helped her, but that was her transformation. And she went from disempowered, overweight, uh, unconfident to like, now that she's confident, she's trying to help so many people and is successful. And it's like, she's like, I knew what it was like to feel disempowered. I knew what it was like to not have control of my weight and body. And over here feels so much better. And I hope that I could offer that to someone else. And so your transformation is meaningful and it will lead to the next evolution of your life. I just started going through Stephen Kotler's new program and he talked about um, how it's not just the first act anymore. Like back in the day, our parents' generation, you have one act, you're going to work in this job forever. Well, yeah. in this new world, you have the second act, the third act. You can reinvent yourself over and over. Sometimes it's because the universe just threw a, a grenade at yeah. you and you know, forced you to, which is a lot of the time. And, and a lot of it could be your own choice. You know, like an hour a day for six months toward your passion. Well, guess what? You're going to make some momentum there. Well, what about two years? You're going to be in a whole nother space. And so kind of went off on a rant. You want to add anything? Yeah, I want to add something. I'm so glad you brought up that rant because I, I was talking to someone just today about this. So clearly the universe wants everyone listening to hear this. 
because this is brand new information I, I learned today. I was talking to a very smart psychiatrist today who we were talking about Alzheimer's and the understandings of what it actually is and more and more research that's coming out. And they're finding that it's not what they thought it was. So your whole life, let's say from your late 20s into 30s, 40s, 50s, most people are, they've got a big career going on, they're busy, they're working, they got 40 hours plus per week on whatever they're doing. Some people also add to that kids and spouses and commuting and fixing up their home. Their brain is constantly going, constantly learning new things, constantly having new challenges thrown at them. Then you retire, you're not taking care of your kids anymore. You're not going to work anymore. You're sitting around at home. And so what they're finding is from about the age of 60, you lose about 1.3% of your neural cells. I just learned it today. So I don't know if that's per day or per year, but it's <laughs> let's say it's per day. You guys can double check it. So per day, you're losing 1.3%, but you're also gaining 1% of new neural cells. So you're really only losing, you know, three, 0.3% every single day, unless you're learning something new. If you're learning something new at the age of 60, like a brand new language or a brand new card game or to paint, or you're not just playing golf every day because you've played golf every day, that's not new use of the brain, but a new sport, new anything, just new learning, then you only lose 0.8% and you're gaining 1% per day. So even at 60, there's actually no cognitive decline so long as you're learning something new. And all of the stuff that they thought was clogging the brain and causing Alzheimer's, these plaque buildups, they're starting to understand that that is the byproduct of dead neural cells. So if, you're, if more are dying for you than others than are being replaced, that's the buildup, that's the plaque. So if you continue to learn something new, less cells die, the new ones are being generated. Isn't that freaking awesome? And I, I find that to be the case in my school. I have to say, this is an interesting thing. And it's, it made me sad at first because I wasn't sure how else to react to it. But we, we've got people from all over the world in our school. I mean, Singapore, Argentina, all throughout the States, Germany, everywhere, Russia, We've got every age, every ethnic background, every socioeconomic level, our school is super diverse. And so we've got people of all ages too. And we found that the students who came to our school who were over the age of 55, who hadn't been in school since they were in their 20s or younger, really struggled. Not to say that they didn't graduate, not to say that they didn't become amazing hypnotherapists, but being in school was very hard for them. Learning new concepts quickly was very hard for them, regardless of how smart they are. It had nothing to do with intellect. It had to do with how long ago were they in school and how long ago did they learn something new. And just recently we had a, a woman in her 60s in her school and I, I was concerned for her. You know, I didn't know how it was gonna go but she has been getting new certifications every year of her life for decades. Her walls are just like receipts of certifications. <laughs> she was getting it faster than the women in their 20s. It's because she has a habit of learning. And so, you know, this is definitely a little bit of a tangent from what we were talking in terms of weight loss, but it just goes to show you that the brain doesn't stop. 
You can continue to reprogram your subconscious forever. Is it easier when you're seven? Yeah. So then is it easier when you're 15 than 50? Yeah. But you can do it forever because you're gaining new neural cells every single day of your life until you die. It's just a matter of how many are dying from lack of use, right? So, so keep learning, keep programming, keep you know, mitigating stress levels. And, and we can be reborn, as you say, and have act 10. I mean, my man is 104. She's 104 oh, years old. If my <laughs> nana had started playing piano at 70, she'd have 30 years of piano playing under her belt right now, 34 years. She's had as many years as I am alive of playing piano. She'd be a freaking amazing piano player <laughs> at 70, right? She had started then. So it's just exciting. I just get excited about thinking in all the ways that we can set ourselves free from limited thinking, limited behaving, limited experiences in the world and, and hypnotherapy and learning new are, are two of the best ways to do that. All of that's absolutely phenomenal. I, I agree with it so wholeheartedly and I'm glad you brought it up. I'm going to just kind of add in a couple quick things because I know we've been going a while, but it's so, it's so important. Like when you're talking about new learning, it's being inspired and inspiration means to be in spirit. So you're doing something new that you enjoy. And so that gives you a vitality and a zest for life. Unfortunately, most people, I think it's like 87% and, and uh, I can't remember who did the research, like Gallup or something. They're, they're not only don't, they're not satisfied with their jobs they're actively dissatisfied and that's where you show up and how you live your life there's not a, vi a lot of vitality a lot of inspiration and you can figure it out um and it goes from learning new things and hypnosis as a plug and i know this is a tool for super learning it's a tool to accelerate learning anything anything that you are doing you should have your own health self-hypnosis script every athlete i work with every coaching client i work with we design a script when I go to sleep, I am literally listening to my own voice telling me what I need to imagine and create. And if you look at my journals of everything that I've written down, it's happened. And that's all I did. I wrote it down and then I visualized it. Then I did stuff and then I failed a lot. And then I kept writing it down. I kept visualizing. Then I did stuff. And that's it. That's the science of it. And there's, there's so much more about how that works, but that's how simple it is. And that's how you end up steering your life into a place where you're inspired and um, you know, it's meaningful by your own standards. You're designing it. No one's telling you. You're the, you know, the owner and steerer uh, of your own, your own life. And that inspiration and the magic of the universe comes for you because it shows up in a way like, holy crap, that's random. That's exactly the thing that I wanted. And it's unique for you because that's what the universe is going to bring you. It's like, yes, you can have this. And again, every spiritual book that I've read and um, you know, course out there, it just aligns. Like you are connected to this greater force. You do have the right as a divine creator to choose how you want to express here. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy doesn't mean it's going to be immediate, but you can do it. And if it were easy and immediate, everybody would do it and it'd be no fun. And so that's a part of creating. And the 10 years of your grandma too, like now that I'm older, I'm 35. When I was 20, I was like, oh, I'm going to learn this stuff immediately. Um, now I'm like, if I want to learn something, I'm cool with 10 years. I'm going to give consistent action for 10 years and then I'm going to be kick ass at it. And so what do you want to do for 10 years? You know, where do you want to be in 10 years? And just give a little bit of effort because that's really, that's really the force. It's a little bit of action over a consistent period of time rather than a lot of action for one day, 
you know, for a month, you're not going to really get much there. So, um, I know that we've covered a ton. You, you have a little baby up there that probably needs you to get back. Um, but do you want to, do you want to guide us in a little hypnosis? Do you have time for that? Yeah, I'll keep it nice and short, short so that everybody realizes how quickly you can get into the theta state. So the function of this will just be to show you how you access the theta state, what that feels like, and how quickly you decrease your stress levels in order to get there. So I'll keep it between like three and a half and five minutes. And okay. so for everybody listening, first things first, go ahead and notice your starting stress level. So zero is zero stress, the most relaxed you can possibly be and 10 would be a full-blown panic attack. And what's your starting number, Matt? Me? Well, I'm, I'm pretty chill. I would say I'm, more, I'm not stressed, but I'm like excited. So yeah. like five, like enthusiastic. <laughs> there you but, go. There okay. you go. <laughs> Lots of energy going on. I love it. Yeah. I, I'm the same. I feel really good right now. I'm like maybe a 4.5. Uh, but some people listening, you're going to find yourself in a nine. I mean, a lot of people live in the eight nines all day, every day. And it's corrosive to the mind, body, spirit. It's exhausting. And I'm so excited to provide you with this gift because it's going to change your life forever. Ideally, we want to live at least as, from a stress state. Enthusiasm is a different, whole not, different ball of wax. We can be enthusiastic and that's awesome. But from a stress state, we always want to live from a five or below. And so you use a process like this to mitigate that throughout the day so you don't spike up. All right, so now that you know your starting number and anybody on Facebook, if you're watching this live, put it in the comments so we can see because it's, it's fun to see your starting and ending numbers. And then go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice, deep, letting go breath. Already beginning to relax both mind and body. Relax the top of your head. Relax your forehead, smoothing out any creases. Relax the tiny muscles next to your eyes. Relax your jaw, letting it hang loose and slack. And as you create that space in your jaw, you send a message to the rest of your body that it's safe for you to relax. Relax your shoulders. Relax your arms all the way through to the fingertips. Relax your torso, breathing easily, really releasing your stomach. And relax your legs all the way out through the bottoms of your feet. Taking another nice, deep, letting go breath. And repeat in your mind after me. I am safe, I am calm, I choose to be here. Another nice deep letting go breath. And we'll do that twice more. I am safe, 
I am calm. I choose to be here. Nice deep letting go breath. I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. Go ahead and begin to imagine a color you love forming at the top of your head and think that color to yourself as it now flows in through the top of your head all the way through your body, out the bottoms of your feet, down into the center of the earth, that color relaxing you, that color releasing you, that color taking you all the way down. Repeat in your mind after me, doubling your relaxation with each and every single decreasing number. Five, I'm going deeper and deeper. Four, I'm going deeper and deeper. Three, I'm going deeper and deeper. Two, I'm going deeper and deeper. One, I'm going deeper and deeper. Think that color you love as it flows in through the top of your head, all the way through your body, out the bottoms of your feet. This color relaxing you, releasing you, taking you all the way down. Then when you're ready, putting a gentle smile on your lips and opening your eyes. Really good. So that was less than five minutes. And I'd love for everyone now to notice your new number on the scale. Remember, zero is the most relaxed you can be. So, Matt, what's your new number? One. I wouldn't have come out unless I had to. I got these bright <laughs> lights for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, being able to go from a you know five to a one, I would definitely say I was knocked out at a solid zero, 4.5 to zero. And I'd love for everyone on Facebook or who's listening to notice what your starting number was dash your final number. So we, we do this throughout the day to keep ourselves in peak performance state, in flow state, in the theta state, the creative state, the relaxed state, the state where we are most capable of transforming. And then a hypnotherapy session or self-hypnosis is to take that state and expand it into visualizing the front flip or the weight loss or the different experience financially. Uh, but at least you've all had a taste of it now. That's phenomenal. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're very good at it. Very relaxing. It's a nice, <laughs> soothing voice. 
This was tremendous. I was very much looking forward to this. If you guys are watching this and you're still here, definitely check out our first episode because it's phenomenal. Um, if you are looking to learn more about hypnosis, you, we were talking before the show and, and you know, you're saying the things out there, which I've seen this too, because I've done some hypnosis courses and stuff. But a lot of this stuff is dated and yeah. we need the new, uh, there's so much new science. There's probably more new science on the power of hypnosis, visualization, and the mind in the last year, two years, than there was the previous 50. And so there, this is starting to catch up and you're really um, doing an incredible job at, at being the frontier of bringing this science, uh, making hypnosis cool and digestible and saying, hey, look, if you think it's ridiculous or weird like look at this thing like this is a very reasonable thing here are some scientists <laughs> saying this here's a process that makes sense you know and so it's it's making it easily digestible um because for me it's interesting that when i got into this stuff it seemed like common sense and i didn't realize that people thought it was weird um i thought they they were weird that they didn't <laughs> weren't automatically realizing i was like how does this not make sense to you and so um, you're doing a phenomenal job at educating. You're doing a phenomenal job at um, just shouting from the rooftops like, hey, this, this works and, and, um, and creating experiences and education around how to use it, making it super simple and super effective. So thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and all the work you do. If people want to learn more about you, if they are thinking about um, even a career in hypnotherapy, if they're thinking about um, getting the book for weight loss, and if you're struggling with weight loss, get the book. Uh, I will guarantee that it will work because if I were working with you and like, you know, one of the girls I worked with want to get better in shape, we just put it into her, into her visualization. That's it. But you plug it in. You're just like, what do you want? Plug it in, you know, but you have to do it like exercise and breathing and diet. It's just, it's, it's a necessary for a higher level of performance. It's necessary for a higher level of life to, you know, get to another level. And so um, I'll quit ranting and ask you to uh, direct people to where they can find out more about you. So if you're interested in the book, you visit closeyoureyesloseweight.com. That site is still being built out, so it does have information on pre-ordering the book. And within by the end of the week, we'll have information on the group course and the private sessions there as well. But if you go there and you get the book, we'll, we'll know how to follow up with you and let you know when those things come out. And if you want uh, private hypnotherapy sessions with a gray space hypnotherapist, you can go to gshypnosis.com for gray space hypnosis, gshypnosis.com. And you can work with me privately. I do a real fancy year-long fun executive hypno coaching thing. Uh, but if you're looking for something more specific to heal a particular issue, that would be with a, a great space hypnotherapist. And if you want to become a certified hypnotherapist, our school is Grace Space Hypnotherapy School. You can go to gshypnosis.com forward slash school, or you can just go to gshypnosis.com and on the drop down, choose the school. And, you know, we'd love to have you. One of the cool things is when our graduates graduate, those who are at the top of their class, we hire them and we have them join our team. And then we send them hypnotherapy clients because most people who have the disposition to be a phenomenal hypnotherapist don't have the disposition to be a phenomenal business person. They just don't seem to technically go hand in hand for most people. And so before we did this, if you were a hypnotherapist, you also had to be an entrepreneur. There was no way around it. There's nobody handing out sessions. There's no hospitals providing it yet. So if you were going to do this, you had to build a business. And for the first time, we're providing the opportunity for you to just pick up the phone, change lives, hang up the phone, get paid. 
And it's such a dream come true to be able to offer this opportunity to our graduates. So it's, it's amazing. And Matt, what you do in the world is such a gift. It's such a blessing. You are such a servant. You give of yourself and you give and you give and you give. And you're just so generous with your time. And I, I just can't thank you enough for having me again. It's always so freaking awesome to connect with you. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate those kind words. Thank you so much. And yeah, I just have a great respect for what you're doing in the world too. So um, thank you guys for listening to this show. Please go check out Grace's website and her work. Um, Leave a comment, support, but yeah, absolutely phenomenal stuff. I wish you even more success um, in the coming future and congrats on the baby to come. I hope that all of this stuff you're building, they'll give you a four month window of um, (laughs) relaxing. Um, But yeah, a big, big appreciation for everything that you're doing. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. See you in the next one. Hey, guys. I hope that you enjoyed that episode of the show. If you do want to support getting the word out there, please share this. Leave a review in iTunes. Go to mattbelair.com. Sign up for the email list. You can also become a patron if you go to patreon.com forward slash mattbelair or join the Mastermind Body and Spirit Academy And when you do, you'll get access to the amazing Soul Compass course. I would love to have you there getting your feedback, your questions, and just making the academy, the exclusive content, the course even better with your feedback. And during this time, we're doing a pay as you want. So just hit me up, Matt Belair or Matt at zenathlete.com or DM me on Instagram or anywhere and let me know what you can afford. Um, And happy to get that course and have you in the academy. And it also supports the show so I can keep doing these and uh, bringing you the best guests and information possible. So thank you so much for listening to this. I hope that you are well, safe, and happy. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.